Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Late Night Football. And this is actually, if you are living in North America, this is Late Night Football. It's quite late at night. <laughs> I'm doing this. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're just going to go through this. We've done actually a wonderful episode on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer being sacked. That was the headline news for today. So if you haven't checked that episode out yet, uh, do check it out after this one. Uh, you should find it on uh, YouTube, Facebook channel. It's right there. Uh, you know, Do check that out. There's some wonderful insights there that we shared and, and about, about what has happened and what the future holds. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to we're gonna uh, do our, uh, the rest because now there's just one team, there's 19 teams in the Premier League, and we're going to cover, well, not all 19 of them, we'll try to cover 10 or 12 of them today. Uh, joining me, we've got uh, Kanea back on the show. Kanea, welcome back again. Thanks, thanks, thanks uh, for having me. It's been me. a busy day for you, well, this channel at least. Uh, <laughs> and then we also got uh, Sidan back on the show. Sidan, welcome as well. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good that we have you for the review show because for the preview ones, you're like very conservative and I don't want to jinx, you know. So hopefully today you'll be a little bit more like confident about, about that because there's a lot to be confident about. Uh, let's start with you, Stan. Let's start with this one. I have a real question for you here. Between Brendan Rogers and Rafa Benitez, uh, who do you think is in the, under more pressure right now? I mean, more in danger of getting sacked because, uh, I mean, both Everton and Leicester are not having good results right now. Uh, I guess uh, Brendan Rogers might be in a better place because I know his team is underperforming right now, but he has done well with Leicester in the past seasons. So maybe he'll get the benefit of doubt over there and, you know, some more time. But uh, I don't think Benitez is doing a great job at Everton. I mean, you know, he, I'm so sure he must be in a lot of pressure, you know. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, according to me, it's Benitez who must be in more pressure. <laughs> yeah, they're both on the same point, 15 points, both of them. Uh, and of course, Benitez has the stigma of being a former Liverpool manager. Uh, maybe exactly. even a former Ever- <laughs> Chelsea manager. Maybe that's not such a stigma. That it, that's like, like half of the footballing world is probably former Chelsea managers. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's, 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 a, it's a tough situation, I think, for both of the managers. And, and now that Ollie's gone, it moves on, the wheel moves on. Ollie's at the wheel, he's off the wheel, but the wheel keeps moving because there's a second wheel continues. Right? There's always somebody uh, under pressure. Uh, and speaking of under pressure, uh, Kanea, I mean, another, another talking point, Newcastle comes in to buy a win. Uh, no matter what, what goes on. I mean, score three goals, they're still, they're still going to get a draw. That, I mean, are they, I mean, we keep saying that they're probably uh, not, uh, are they relegation candidates because of the money that they have? But there must be pressure there to think for the players because uh, they're, they're struggling, even with the champions. Absolutely. Like, like you know, money can't buy you games. Like, you, you have money, but you can't just buy games. That, that's, you still have to score and play and, and get stuff done on the pitch. So that that's that's kind of I think that's a rude awakening for the new owners. Maybe they thought money could buy them wins as well, but then well that that, that will happen in January. We're still not in January. That's when they'll start yeah. buying. But that's that that's something they might be hoping for. Like I don't know. So, but it's clearly the fact that of course staying in the Premier League is has to be the number one priority for the new owners. It doesn't make sense kind of spending so much kind of coming into a club and then straight away going to championship. So. And you know they have a new manager, 
know, I, you know, you have to give him a couple of games to just turn things around. It's a busy part of the season now. You will get to know, like, the, if they're going to get relegated, you'll get to know by January. And then that's going to define who they get in also by January. Like if they, if they will get big players or somebody will, because if, if they're not even sure for staying in the Premier League, who will want to kind of come come to them? And then if they go back to championship, what's the guarantee that players they have will stay and so on and so forth. So it, I think the pressure mostly is going to be on Newcastle and the board and you know them to kind of turn this around as quickly as possible. And January window, of course, is all... You know, it's all we're talking like futuristic, but now it just has it has to click. It has to start clicking. That they have had a good performance. Three goals is not bad. Scoring three goals is not bad, but then mm-hmm. conceding three goals as well is not that good. Like you had, they had the lead every time, uh, and they and they and you know Brentford still came back. So I, I still feel that, yeah. But I guess it's a good performance goal scoring wise, at least. Uh, Saint Maskamam is back. He's his Fraser is good. Like he's gone to his, you know, the manager's gone back to his favorite players, like who who we like. So Wilson is there, Fraser. So they're they're clicking, which is a good sign. Yeah. So just looking at the the, the sheet, I think they've got eight games to come before uh we get into the January transfer window. Um, and so that's you know, basically we're getting to 20 games after that. Uh if if the unthinkable happens to that and they don't win any of those games, let's say they pick maybe five points or maybe eight points, let's say a point a game, eight points. Uh, the, I mean, that, that puts them, that puts them, I think, uh, 14 points because I think they're on six points right now. Yeah, they're on six right now. Yeah. Six right now, so 14 points. So then is there a danger that if they don't start picking up points quickly, uh, they might, they, even the, whatever they do in January might become irrelevant and they might just end up, you know, getting relegated. And especially now the Norwich and, and uh, Norwich won and they started trying to win games somehow. <laughs> and yeah. even Watford have won. Uh, you know, they, they get yeah. stuck in that. Is, that. is that a danger thing? Uh, see, the Newcastle situation, you know, right now it also reminds me of the QPR situation. Remember, QPR was mm-hmm. taken over by a rich owner, but still they got relegated. And uh, mm-hmm. they spent big in the January window themselves, but even they had in spite of that, they couldn't turn the season around. So, first of all, it's not necessary that just because rich owners have come in, they are going to pump in like a huge amount of money. I mean, he is not going to put all his money in football. And secondly, well, they like got 10, 20 billion. <laughs> he puts in 100, 200 million is like a drop in the ocean at this point for him. I mean, for the owners. But I mean, I know what you mean, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, and uh, secondly, you can't attract the top players just. Uh, for money, you know, I mean, you need to have some sort of uh, assurances for them that, you know, they are going to be in the top flight even the next season. So, you know, they have to perform better. Otherwise, I don't think they'll be even be able to attract uh, really good players who play for the batch, you know, in January transfer. Yeah, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that's something that they'll have to think about. I think that's, uh, that'll be interesting to watch what happens uh, with them in December. Uh, and then taking that into into January, but uh, exciting times ahead, and and looks like we might have a relegation battle on our hands because I mean we were thinking Norwich was a foregone conclusion. They won, they've now got two wins on the bounce. Uh, Watford obviously got a big win, so they're back there and there. Then you've got uh, Aston Villa won as well, so they kind of distance themselves. And then you still got Burnley. You've got uh, uh, Leeds might get sucked into it for some reason. We're going to talk about Leeds as well. I mean there's Every might have a scrap there, but let's start with uh, let's start at the top though, uh, because it looks like uh, we might have a three way battle on our hands. And just to put that, 
uh, all three teams between them scored 10 goals and they didn't concede any. Uh, and then when you look at the rest of the teams behind them, there were all kinds of you know issues there. Tottenham sort of scraped to win. Uh, Arsenal obviously got hammered. The West Ham lost. I mean, Sudan, is there now a gap uh, between the three? The three is so much better than the rest. Is there a gap that you, is, is there a noticeable gap between the top yeah. three and the rest of the league? Yeah, especially if you look into the number of goals scored by the top three. I mean, mm-hmm. just look at the goal difference of the top three and the others. I mean, there's absolutely no comparison. Mm-hmm. So, the top three looks to be sealed as per this moment. I mean, I don't think uh, there is going to be anyone else jumping into the top three. It is going to be no. Chelsea, Liverpool and City in no particular order. But, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> what was the, it? What did you say? Po- Chelsea, Liverpool and City? Yeah, in no particular order. <laughs> no particular. No, it's funny that you mentioned Chelsea at the top because I would have been like you. Sudan was there, City, Liverpool, and Chelsea because Chelsea should be third because I don't want them to be first. Maybe you're going in reverse order: Chelsea third, Liverpool second, City. And uh, Sudan always has a calculated way of talking, but no. But yes, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, it just makes sense. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the fourth place is wide open. I mean, mm-hmm. right now there's no guessing who is going to you know finish fourth. Yeah. Absolutely no guessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that game, Chelsea against Leicester. Three uh, 0 was a surprise. I mean, none of us really predicted that. We all thought it would be like a KG one 0 two one. Well, not we all, but at least on this show we thought that. Uh, Nishikan, uh, and uh, Nishikan obviously makes uh, conservative predictions, but uh, said that uh, uh, Saga as well made that prediction. But were you surprised by the ease with which uh, Chelsea beat Leicester? Uh, not really, because uh, Leicester have not been in that great of form and. Uh, they were missing some players. They were missing Telemans. And uh, actually, he has been the best player this mm-hmm. season. Yeah. And yeah, ac- and actually, we had three legitimate goals and three offside goals. I mean, so that was the level of uh, domination by Chelsea. So, you know, it was... It, I, I won't say I predicted 3-0, but uh, I think it's a fair result. And uh, looking at Leicester's form, yeah, I expected Chelsea to win for sure. So, yeah. See, this is Sudan. Yeah, Sudan. Nobody expects you to predict three 0 wins for Chelsea. That that just just doesn't happen. But this is this is post match Sudan. It was pre match. Sudan would not be saying that a dominant win was 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 not surprising. I mean, like, I'd be surprised if it was a dominant win, but it was a dominant win. Uh, can you, Sudan actually touched on a good point there. Though injuries uh, for Leicester, um, they've lost Fofana obviously, which was a yeah. which was a real problem. They having issues with some of the other players as well. So Yunchu is not in form. They've lost the elements. Our injury is finally catching up to Leicester. They have a small squad and it's finally showing now for them this season. Absolutely. Like that, that's so, you know, having the depth and also, you know, the signings that they've made. Uh, and it's, it's, yeah, it, it's not coming together in, in a sense that we have seen them previously. Like Somali. they've stuck. Yeah, exactly. They've, they've, they've tried to, you know, stuck in a way, start in a way that. It makes sense right now that they look this like they look everywhere. They're like everywhere, and it was so, it, it, you know I think you know Sudan was kind of being a little uh, kind that Chelsea just could could like pick them apart like literally like they they couldn't hold the ball. And of course, Telemans was a big miss. He's been an amazing player for them, but not knowing what next to they're they're looking up and you know, Vardy is not there. Like he's not making those runs. Or there is nobody to kind of feed him. They're suddenly looking, okay, where who who do we look out to? Madison is on the bench. He doesn't start. You know, he's he's not had a best season. 
he's lacking confidence or i don't know he he's completely lackluster this season like there is nothing so no and your main player has been yuri tillman and he's not there so of course injuries have picked up like they've taken a toll now on, on obviously the way that they they play because you know they they play attractive football they really you know make moves they make the runs ball behind defenders but do they have the depth right now to look for that inspiration or somebody picking up no you know okay yeah. ndd like the, the, the midfield themselves uh, has has been has yeah it's just been it's just been kind of a wall but they're just they're just very defensive right now in their mind they're not looking yeah. as well kind of up front like who who can be that spark yeah and then they've got a big europa league game coming up this thursday yeah. as well which they need to win if they want to qualify for the knockout stages sidan uh, is it time for lester to move on from vardy do you think it's time for them to start looking at enacho looking at daka um and i mean we don't want to be nature but is it time for them to start thinking maybe vardy should be a squad player and not started i'm sure they are thinking uh, like that and uh... Is it time to actually it execute it? Like, because he still starts games, right? I mean, is it time to not finally execute it? Is the question. Yeah, but uh, see, I I rate Ianacho, and I think he's a good player. Maybe it's time that they start. Uh, and then what Daka know, as well? Yeah, Patson Daka is an amazing talent. I mean, yeah. he scored four goals in that game. It was ridiculous. So mm-hmm. yeah, I and I guess Rogers will probably you know do that. Maybe he's giving some some. chances to wardy because he's like the club legend by now so but i think he's going to slowly phase out wardy in that you know like how they phased out andy king and you know mm-hmm. and start with the youngsters more often yeah i think i think yeah i think it's time to do that um can i have final thoughts on on this one trevor jalova um is a fantastic player obviously he's getting a lot of reviews do you think and i i feel on form right now he should be england's third center half if england are going to play a back three i think he should be england's third center half right now on current form i'm not saying he will be i'm saying he should be um just on current form do you do you see him being a part of the england setup by the end of the year and uh, no no not 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 because of his individual brilliance but because of the pairing that he works along with he has to start next to maguire Uh, uh, not necessarily. And... We could start with Stones and Walker, right? I, I would take on Maguire. I would actually throw on Maguire. I know that, but then that's not happening. Yeah. So he's scoring the goals as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm very sure that the, you know, the manager there on England side as well is looking at like, oh, he's scoring my first goal every time, and then we start scoring like free fall that the other team start going like so. So yeah, you know, like Chaloba on his own with Stones or uh, you know Walker. Yeah, could be Walker. could be walker or chilwell as well just going kind of, if he play or you know just have if you have a back five situation somewhere or back four you can play a lot along with him but now given given the current way that you know, of course the performance with england squad has been and defensively how kind of solid they've been yeah i, I don't think him getting in is going to be that easy he's, he's he and i think what what he's doing with chelsea just keeps him in that spot always like he's always going to be like just that close to get into that squad and i i feel yeah, i i feel if england want to get anywhere at least right now maybe things will change in 6 months because we're still a year yeah. out of the world cup exactly um, exactly I, i feel if england are going to get anywhere they need to get away from from maguire as, as a starter that's what i feel right now in a year's time maybe i will say no you know what he's he's back and he'll do well but right now i feel like he's not in the head space to be there and i don't think he should be there. i don't think going against san marino and albania puts him in that but anyway we'll see what happens england we've got a year away and we've got now 5 5 4 5 months of not having to worry about england so 
we'll, we'll keep that away. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about the United Watford game because we kind of cover a lot of things. And the headline is obviously the source guy getting fired. Um, but uh, Sidan, I mean, the, I mean uh, the question that I wanted to ask though is, uh, I mean, there's going to be a new interim manager. There's going to be a bit of changes. Uh, what do you think United's goals should be for this season? I mean, I, we already know what it is going to be, which is nothing. They're going to just wait a run. But what do you think United's goals should be for this season? The ultimate goal will be that fourth spot. I mean, they will want to... It's so you know. nice. There's a troll. The ultimate goal is the fourth spot. Not title. No, ultimate goal is the fourth spot. I like how yeah. Sudan says, subtle makes subtle digs and probably doesn't realize he's making digs, but he just makes digs. That's funny. Yeah. No, please, no, sorry. I, sorry. They, they, even with another manager, I don't think the squad right now, mentally or, you know, otherwise, they. I don't think they can compete with top three in this season. That's true. Uh, yeah, so, and I think the reason that uh, Ole is getting sacked is one, because of bad performance, and two, they are getting away from their primary target of top who finish. So, you know, whoever comes in, that's what he's going to be told by the board, that, you know, you have to finish in the top four. So, apart from that, I'm not so sure they're going to do that well in the cup games or in the Euro, or in the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, they could still God. finish in the really? Europa League. They could still be in that third spot. I mean, we don't know yet, right? That's uh, that's going to be decided this this. I feel it's going to be decided this week on Tuesday. But that, that makes sense, though. Um, but they yeah, have a new manager bounce against Chelsea, so you know. Well, that depends. I mean, I don't think we're going to have. I think it's going to be the same coaching staff. Yeah, it'll be okay. I don't think we'll have a new manager, which will be an interim manager uh, replacing an interim manager. I don't think that will happen yet. So. So we've, we've got to wait and see. And I think that's something we'll talk about, I guess, in the preview for the Chelsea game. Uh, but that, that makes sense. Uh, can I hear? Uh, I mean, Maguire is going to be... I mean, uh, I mean, I, I just want to talk about the game, but I'm just thinking how to how to contextualize it. There's two things here. Number one, um, how much... Is it time to drop Harry Maguire from the team? And I know he's going to miss the next game, but he's, I, should he be dropped from the game against Villarreal? And then should he be dropped for a couple of games? I know it's going to be new stuff, and it should be just dropped for a couple of games. And then the second question that I'll ask, but I'll start with this one first. So, you know, this reminds me of, I think, what we discussed, like, I think a couple of uh, episodes back by Juan Bissaka, or sometime back about Juan Bissaka. He was, he was kind of having a nightmarish start and, you know, he was all over, he was just sliding and you're like, should he just be dropped? And, you know, you kind of feel that he needs some time off and gains confidence. But we don't look at Maguire like that because Maguire is looked at as a leader. He's the captain. So, you know, there is a difference there. So I feel that if you, you can't drop him, that's the problem. You can't, because the, I feel that, you know, you have a pairing with Varan. If, if he stays there, if, if, he, if Varan is there, he looks good. And then he's able to sustain a little more. You know, getting out of a headspace, he, 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 he has, he's a top, you know, 80 million. We, I think we spent 80 million for 85. 85. 85. And, you know, uh, yeah, I don't think we should drop him. If if he's going to be bad, let him be as bad as he's been yeah. so that we just know he's not well, going the, to be. Yeah. Yeah, well, so the other I, issue, I though, is who do you replace him with? Because Lindelof is equally as bad. And exactly. Has Bailly, so I'm like, yeah, he might play a couple of games, he'll get injured. So, I mean, you could play Bailly until he gets injured because that's. Um, but the other but question, I, though, I mean, the, the yeah, the bright spot from that game, Donny van der Beek and Jaden Sancho. I know Donny van der Beek had a wonderful game. I thought he, you know, and I was watching for the fans like, why is he not starting? Why why is he not playing games? Uh, but he might get now. 
But that yeah. link up between Donny Van de Beek and Jadon Sancho, I think that is something that can be built upon. Jadon Sancho showed why he should play on the right and not on the left in that game. That, that might be Finally. something that, that for the new manager to work on. That might be all Absolutely. his parting gift for United that I've given you something. Finally, after in the last 45 minutes, I've given you something that maybe the new manager can build on. Well, it could be. But but then that's again thing like, you know, it's just, he and that was his, you, know, you can just imagine like how long he's been waiting to be just called up, Donny Van de Beek. And he's like, I, you know, I'll give it so that, that emotion and everything just kind of came out. And he, but he's, he's a good player. We've never said he's a bad player. It just, you just need to give chances to players and see what works in, in that situation. We've seen the whole same United team playing like for like for how long, however long we've been losing, I guess. We've not changed anything. That was the mm-hmm. first time he's kind of moved and, you know, got Donny uh, Van de Beek there. And then he, 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 he scored. And yeah, there was a small link up. We could see that, okay, he's doing well with Sancho on the right and it makes sense. But then that was, that was a different situation. Like we were, we were playing Watford, you know, and we lost the plot like pretty early on and, and the red card as well and so on didn't help us. But does, is, it, is that the solution that we go the, and who, the interim manager, like does Carrick give him more game time? I don't know. We'll have to see if that, that happens. So that that's going to be very interesting. Again, the pressure starts building from the game zero right now. Like Carrick already has pressure because he knows that whatever he chooses, the squad he starts with, he's going to be judged on that one. And then his everybody's going to be like, how different is this to what Oli did, and is this different to what Oli did? So Donovan Van de Beek has been a great player. We've never said he's not a good player, but then he he needs more game time, and he needs we we need to see more. You know combinations of plays, some different ideas, and, and then see what works. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I don't mind players being dropped, even though they cost a lot. Like, I know you talk about Maguire. I don't mind Jaden Sancho being dropped because I don't think he was having a good time. So it was good for him to drop. But then when the other players are suck, uh, also suck, then you've got to bring him back and give him a chance. I just thought he, exactly. I thought he did well in that game. Uh, but anyway, uh, I don't want to make this too United-centric, so we'll kind of move on because Sudan is just looking at his blank play like, oh, United suck. Yeah. I don't want to talk about Why are we talking about Why, why are we wasting time on mid-table clubs? Uh, absent. Were you surprised West Ham lost to Wolverhampton? I mean, I, I thought it was a, a dead-on win, uh, but uh, they lost. And now Wolverhampton are kind of they're six now. By the way, actually, they are kind exactly. of also getting back in that race. I mean, this. I mean, yeah. Let's just look at this because we got West Ham, we got Arsenal, Wolves, Spurs. Uh, you could, yeah, I think those probably four teams. You could probably might say Brighton as well, and maybe Palace as well might be in that race, but maybe not. Uh, but you've got those four teams. Genuinely, I think uh, at the moment, at least those four teams look look. Uh, Prime to compete for that fourth spot. Uh, you said uh, well, Arsenal, uh, West Ham, Arsenal, West Ham, yeah, and then you've got Ham. Wolves below that, and then you've got Spurs. And those are right now four to fourth, fifth, six, seven. Those are four, fifth, six, seven. That's your four teams there, uh, and then you've got Brighton on ninth, uh, and uh, Palace, I believe, are tenth. But again, yes, they're not too yeah. far back. Basically, uh, yeah, the, the difference between West Ham and Palace is just seven points right now. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm not uh, counting on Wolves to actually compete for the fourth spot as such. You know, they might be in good form right now, but uh, I think the the other teams are better. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Ham is certainly in a great run of form. I know they lost against Wolves, but still, and they, I think uh, many players in their squad are in a really good form right now. So they yeah. would def- definitely be there. Uh, Arsenal, even though they lost to Liverpool, recent run of results have been really good. So they will be there. Mm-hmm. I'm not counting too much on Spurs, even though Conte is there. 
I mean, well, they didn't win you know, today, but yeah, yeah, they, they won today. I know they went mm-hmm. back by a goal, but they won. But yeah, the only question, uh, according about- to me, I think, I think, I think United uh, will be there around the fourth spot towards the end of it. You know, that's what we thought. Uh, even can I and I were like shaking heads? No, no, no. See, I, I purposely deliberately ignored them. They were like, hey, they're like, I don't want to talk about this. Suck. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's not going to happen. No, no. From a neutral fan's view, uh, I'll tell you that, you know, see, I know Ole is gone. United were like around 13th, a uh, couple of seasons back or something. And they found a way, you know. Maybe they'll find a way. Who knows? Yeah, I, but I I, I'm so sure yeah. they will be there around the fourth spot. The yeah. only issue, I think, well, Arsenal have the benefit because they're not going to play midweek games. West Ham have to play Thursday again. I think that might, is that going to be, I mean, that might be a problem for them uh, playing that Europa League game because I think it might start to affect them. Uh, and then they might have to make a choice whether they want to go in the Europa or whether they want to try to fight for fourth spot at some point. So that might be the issue. And so Arsenal might be in a better position from that, from that regard, not having to um, to fight for fourth spot. I mean, not having the to problem, fight in, in Europe. The problem with Arsenal, I feel, is like, you know, you They've had a good run. They've they've stabilized, but then they can they easily go down. Like the, you you can't really predict if they're going to hold or sustain their performances. And 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 they they of course have an advantage not playing midweeks. But then, yeah, the performance you know like the the loss to Liverpool was heavy. They they're not they're playing Newcastle next, who are just like I feel are on a rise again. Like at least on a confidence level, scoring three. And they have much more to prove. So, it's it's it's, and then you know, with West Ham, they've 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 tasted Europe now. They know how it feels. They've gotten used to it. They know how you know what what's expected. So they should have learned from that experience as well. Moyes, he's doing a great job. He's he's sustaining this. Wolves losing to Wolves was like a one-off in my mind. You know, the the. It could have gone either way. It could have just been a nil-nil as well, or a one-nil for West Ham as well. But then they lost, and they that that will be something that then they know that it's very easy to slide from this Premier League table right now because the gap is like very small. One you you lose a couple of games, and they are suddenly like ninth or eleventh uh, because the the gap is very slow. So so I I feel it's it's yeah, Wolves. We're not talking about Wolves because you know they're not scoring many goals. They're just winning the ones, they're, so we don't and and they're all and yeah. So that's kind of where I, I feel about yeah. Wolves. Spurs could be the dark horse again. We think talk about Spurs as the dark horses, <laughs> but then with Conte, the way like they were down one nil to Leeds and they came back. That's encouraging in my mind. I feel that yeah. you know you're you're getting you're getting stuff out of players who have basically previously not responded to pressure. Or not responded like in a like Pochettino was one that they would kind of go in, but then over that time they've not been able to do that, and I think only now that I see with Conte that they're actually pushing themselves. Like Kane mm-hmm. is still kind of pushing when you know, and you know he he has a dead leg or something, but he's still trying to kind of make a run or some stuff. So I feel that. So I, in my mind, I think that fourth spot will go to Spurs. In my mind, it's interesting because uh, the gap between first to fourth is six points, which is the same yeah. between the fourth to uh, seventh. So sorry, fourth to yeah, fourth to Tenth. ninth actually, fourth to ninth. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's quite competitive uh, technically at the top still. I mean, it's still competitive at the top. We're saying that they're clear ahead, but they're not necessarily that clear. But I mean, you know, it's it's hard to see anybody sustaining. Uh, so then uh, Liverpool Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal lost, uh, which was obviously good news for, as a Chelsea fan for you. 
Uh, would Liverpool be pleased? I mean, with, not just with the fact that they scored four goals, but they kept a clean sheet, something that they needed um, in this game? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they would definitely be happy with the clean sheet. I mean, by now, it just looks like, you know, they can score three or four goals against any opposition that way. But uh, they would be happy with the clean sheet. And I think it was a good performance against Arsenal. And Arsenal have been defending well in very recently, not in the games in the beginning, but recently they had been defending well. So a 4 0 win against them is pretty good, I would say. Yeah. Were you disappointed with Arsenal? I mean, do you expect them to do to do more in this game, or do you think it was powerful? Of course, that that's the best they they could have done. I, I think Liverpool just uh, blew them away. I mean, every time Liverpool had the ball, you know, Trent had the ball. He would just pass it to Salah and then three more Liverpool players would be running ahead. Typical Klopp style, I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arsenal didn't just didn't have any room or any space to, you know, go ahead themselves. They were busy defending the whole game. So I think I think Liverpool showed the first weakness that uh, they've they've actually picked apart a defense which was pretty good till now for Arsenal. That that everybody was like, oh, finally they're kind of defensively really good. Uh, uh, Tomiyasu, uh, Gabriel, uh, and Ben right. White—they're uh, just playing together. Was amazing, and look what they did! Like the first goal, uh, you know, a long ball, friend pinch, like pinpoint perfection, and then Mane just kind of heading in from the far almost. Uh, they picked them apart. Like they—they they knew exactly how to kind of press, when to press, and and that's that that and that this will help Arsenal. Like I'm not. Um, Arsenal has had an upper hand in this match, like since like I don't know four seasons, five seasons. They've never lost, and they've almost had a clean sheet every time. So I, I feel that Arsenal is going to learn. But then this is good for their their the defensive unit. Like what gaps were there? How could they kind of play this? But then Liverpool was just like they they were like seamless. They played so well. Yeah. It, oh. Like at no point they were at no point. Did I feel that they're going to concede like at all? There was, I think, one or two shots which Allison was obviously amazing at. He even had an assist or that 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 goal from the back, the way you kind of he loops it in and then there's a single header and then uh, you know uh, Mane is there and Salah finishes. That was. I think yeah, good. I I, yeah, I personally believe that Liverpool at their best they are more dangerous team than City. I think City are more like a death death by a thousand cuts. Kind of system, whereas Liverpool are like just take a rocket and just launch it, you know, to you. So that's what they do. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of the comparison. They both they both can kill you, but uh, one is a little bit, uh, one is more uh, passive, one is more just like yeah, just, just yeah, go on and then do that. So that's that's what I feel with Liverpool. I think City City probably have the better team, but I think Liverpool at their best they probably are more dangerous than, than City. Uh, but I mean, yes, yeah, so it's a good win for Liverpool. Uh, and uh, speaking of City, three uh, 0 win. Uh, so that now, I mean, we talk about Donny van der Beek being on the bench and we, we talk so much about him not playing. And Riyad Mahrez is in the same situation. I mean, he was not, star- he didn't start today. They started with Cole Palmer, Guardiola. He didn't start Riyad Mahrez. Um, should he be worried? Should Mahrez be worried about his future at the club? Or do you think it's just Guardiola things? Uh, I guess, uh, I guess he won't be worried about uh, Cole Palmer starting, but I think he would, uh, he would be thinking, uh, what should he do to start ahead of Sterling? I mean, Sterling scored a goal, but uh, Mahrez can do so much more from that right-hand side. I mean, he has such a lethal left foot. He can, you know, probably trouble the opposition defence a lot more than what Sterling is doing. I mean, 
So, yeah, but then I think I think we have had a problem with Bernard Bernardo Silva kind of being suddenly coming to form, where they they have now more problems with kind of who starts because Bernardo Silva has been amazing, and then you know Mares I think is also coming from back from an international break, um, yeah. you know not rested could be and but then yeah I think Sterling the no again I what I feel is like this was again a chance for Pep to try something for the december time when it goes crazy like when you start playing so many games back to back when you and you start getting some niggles some knocks maybe an injury or something so he's just kind of preparing that okay what what should i what is my go to then so palmer starting was basically i think in a way saying that i will need a num- like a, a, a out and out striker i have you know i i i want to use jesus on the right more and I, I don't want to kind of play him in the center. So I think he's just trying out stuff. I, I don't think any of the City players should right now be worried unless they've already kind of signed or kind of said that they want to leave the club or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, when Donny doesn't start, how everybody goes up and down. So Jadmar is in the, probably in the same situation, but uh, City get a pass because they win games. You know, when you win games, nobody cares. That's that's the way it is, Um, you know? And nobody questions a manager when, you know, like Guardiola was... Uh, People have questions about Solskjaer. But anyway, uh, I, well, I was just, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a wonderful performance uh, from, from City, Kanea, um, and they kept a clean sheet again. I think that's that's more impressive, isn't it, City? It's not the fact that they're scoring goals. They're keeping clean sheets at the back. They just, and that, that was City's uh, MO last season as well. They weren't necessarily the most fluid of attacking teams. They became that. But it was really their, their ability to keep clean sheets that allowed them to just go on the run and win, and win the title. Absolutely. So, that's, so it again comes with, like, the confidence that 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 defense has had now on its own like mm-hmm. they they're missing Diaz didn't start so Diaz was not there so even then they were like Laporte and Stones is coming back so he's high on confidence so so that that and if you see the, the top 3 the top 3 teams in premier league right now you know that's the common element they had did not concede a goal in this yeah. all, in, in this game week all three of them Mm-hmm. And they're defensively like so strong. Like Liverpool was starting Simakas. They didn't have Roberts, but it didn't matter. And, you know, both Chelsea, like Chelsea is scoring more from the defense than from the front. So that's a different, they're on a different level altogether. And, you know, Jao Cancelo's pass for the first goal was like Kevin De Bruyne ish, exactly like how Kevin De Bruyne would have done it. So I'm like, you have a Kevin De Bruyne in defense as well. Like, wow. So, I'm like, so, it, and that's, and and this is on top of their defensive duties. It's not like they're doing pathetic on defensive and then they're still giving some assists. No, they're doing really good and very stable and back. And, you know, of course, this is, you know, Pep, of course, makes players be better, have a better understanding of how they play, you know, what they are more capable of. But then this also goes back to the point that they own the defense. Like they, they feel responsible that they don't have to concede. Ederson, you know, even when they, they miss a pass or something happens, it's not like that they don't know what's going to happen. There's always somebody covering up immediately. There's, you know, there is somebody coming back, helping the defense to kind of get, get it sorted. So, and, and performances from John Stones, Laporte, you know, Jao Casello. Kyle Walker, they have been consistent now. So we've not had a, a period where you know we're seeing a lack of form, 
or difference in form and this is this is key for this december because this is where the titles kind of make or break you know uh, generally in the top 3 and in this season it's so close like you see like they're so close all three of these teams uh so it is it's it's definitely going to be it's it's high pressure but then it's also we we are witnessing the best i think premier league top 3 battle ever because we've always seen top 2 it's always been either liverpool or it's been liverpool and city it's chelsea or city or chelsea liverpool now it's all three all together so i i think i'm i'm just yeah, it, it's really nice to see this yeah, i don't think we've had a three way battle since 1999 so um and that year team from manchester won it and then they won the treble as well and there was a nightmare that i don't want to relive in this in the blue nightmare that i don't want to relive but yeah they look good even in the champions league they've got they were messy coming over uh, this week so we'll see how they handle that uh, and that will be interesting to watch uh sidant so uh just talking about the spurs and uh, talking about uh, they, they came back today to win from from 1-0 down to 1 uh, i mean again six by the way six consecutive halves that they hadn't had a shot on target not forget a goal they never shot on target and finally they broke through and they got a, they got two goals in the second half just confidence wise uh, that i think that's it's one of those get it get that first win out of the way kind of result isn't it for first person and now maybe they can build on that and try to uh, improve going forward Uh, yeah so it's still early days for uh, conte i mean he's still uh, trying to understand the strengths of his squad you know uh and he's trying his new systems i think they started with three at the back today yeah i don't know if they've done that before no they they've been playing three at the back that's just conte's mo plays three at the back so yeah that's what they've been doing yeah so but yeah. i'm sure that uh, you know as even when he came to chelsea in the beginning they didn't do that well but afterwards when he really got into his own you know the team started playing really well so on the on the right know, i'm sure i'm sure conte is going getting the right discipline in place which is the most important thing for him mm-hmm. in training and yeah he'll yeah. build from there yeah 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 for sure i mean we talked a lot today about harry kane obviously yeah but uh, i mean another player that's probably forgotten man is others delhi ali actually i think he's uh, is there any way back for him and in, 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 in do you think and that's just a thought man but just as a top flight career do you think there's there's a way back for him or do you think it's just too far gone at this point there's there's always a way back for players like it's it's, it's never like they, you know when you show class you it's not it's not you know you you still have that but you do you the main question is are you willing to kind of put in that effort to show that okay you are there like he did come up come on like as a sub for the last i think 10 minutes or 2 yeah. minutes or 4 minutes or something yeah uh but then you know it's not like conte is ignoring him it's like you know i'm not even going to sub you in for like like last 5 minutes there's no even there's no point of doing that but then it's also depends on how delhi feels about it the, does he want to be a starter does is he even thinking about that he can make an impact um and i feel he can if he if he sticks with him so Conte has always been a manager who demands a lot and when you give it to him he gives it back to you like he will make he, he will start games with you but then the main question is are you willing to do that first are you willing to put in that effort that legs that like that intensity the way that he wants you to play and so on so he can def- and and Conte is the right manager to be along like these players right now because they can learn a lot they you know and also the fact that if they're not if they can't sustain the pressure and the intensity he knows how to deal with them he's done it like at all clubs it's it's not it's not difficult for him to just simply 
say that, okay, you know, he's not putting the great effort in, in training. I'm not going to even think about him. So Delhi Ali has a chance, but then it's up to him if he wants to take it. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, we're going to kind of wrap this up, but I was just thinking, uh, so if you follow my fantasy Premier League player pick, I picked uh, West Declan Rice and he obviously sucked. So sorry about anybody who listened to me and picked Declan Rice. If you did listen to, I believe, uh, Saga, I think picked Mo Salah. Um, and I think if you listen to him, then you got some points. So congratulations on that. Uh, and I can't remember, Nishikant, I think, picked Mane. I can't remember who he picked. Um, but I feel like he picked the Chelsea, well, he might have picked the Chelsea player, actually, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, I don't remember who he picked. But uh, yeah, I think I think he picked Mane, maybe. I think that I think he had picked Salah at first, and then he kind of switched to Mane, I think. Uh, but anyway, they did well as well. So uh, if you picked one of their picks, I think you probably had a better day out than mine. Uh, but to conclude, uh, Sadan, uh, who, if you had to pick a player for the weekend, who do you think was your player of the weekend? Mm. difficult to say actually I think because these three teams uh, played so well yeah. um, well we know we're not going to hold you to it you can just pick anyone may, may, maybe I'll go for Cancelo I mean Cancelo. I Cancelo. thought he was really good today. awesome yeah well, uh, maybe a bit of recency bias there uh, but exactly. anyway <laughs> uh, what do you think I think uh, in my mind it was yeah, it's pretty strange for me to say, but Dennis was amazing. Yeah. Okay, Cameron Dennis. Yeah, I think yeah. Dennis. Yeah. yeah. He, he he was he just killed the game for he was like yeah he just United couldn't deal with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean I was I was uh, struggling to pick between uh, uh, Victor Lindelof and uh, Harry Maguire as, as players for for Watford obviously because they were not playing for United they were playing for Watford. Uh, but no, uh, no, I, I, I would actually say Angolo Kante because I thought that he scored a beautiful goal against Chelsea. I know Sudan will never pick a Chelsea player because you know all the jinx and so he won't pick a Chelsea player. But I thought Angolo Kante, um, you know, some I think he's someone who's fallen a little bit off the radar for the last couple of years. I feel, um, and I think now he's finally getting that recognition again that he deserves. He, so the last he, year, he's so. having some, he's having some injury problems also here and there. So you know, mm-hmm. keeps drifting in and out of the team. But when he's playing, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's quite it's quite a phenomenal thing. But, but yeah, it's, sometimes I feel like he doesn't get the recognition that he deserves. But a phenomenal player, I think he was player of the weekend. I mean, yeah, you could really pick anybody from Liverpool, Chelsea, or City. I think you'd probably be right um, either way. But uh, yeah, I think that, that that would be my pick uh, for today. But uh, on that note, uh, we're gonna wrap up here. It's a bit shorter episode, which is kind of nice. Uh, we've kind of uh, skimmed through a few things. I kind of wanted to touch on different points rather than going match by match because I feel like that's a little bit better. So let know, let me know what you thought of, of it, if you thought this format works or if uh, you want to see us do a little bit more match by match review and we can do that as well. Uh, but in the meantime, thank you so much, Kanya. Thank you so much, Zan, for joining me today and sharing your analysis, your discussions, insights. Uh, we've got a big Champions League week coming up. Uh, some massive games there. City, PSG, uh, United, I take on Villarreal, which is, a, which is a crunch tie. And then you've got Barcelona, um, who need, need a win as well. Are they playing Bayern Munich? I feel like they're playing Bayern Munich. Are they playing Bayern Munich? Who are, Bayern, who are Barcelona playing? Barcelona is playing Bayern Munich, I think. Bayern Munich, yeah. I think they're Bayern Munich. So that'll be a nice blockbuster clash. Chelsea are playing Juventus, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's another nice there's a nice clash there as well. I think Liverpool, I believe they're playing AC Milan, if I'm not mistaken. Again, I'll have to check that. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, but yeah, that Liverpool already qualified anyway and finishing top, so they don't need to worry about it. They probably play the So, Barcelona reserves. is playing Benfica. Oh, they're playing Sorry. Benfica. Oh, cool. Benfica and Chelsea is playing Juventus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Inter is playing Shakhtar Donetsk, City, Paris. 
Yeah. Atletico Milan, Liverpool, Porto. Oh, Atletico play Milan. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, Liverpool oh, already qualified, so Atletico probably need a win in that one to just kind of uh, confirm their spot. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, then they're, they're almost there. I think Milan probably will are looking at Europa right now. Or maybe if they can somehow back back or anything. And yeah. I think uh, Liverpool, I think Benfica, well, not Benfica, Liverpool. Um, who, who, who's the who are Liverpool playing? Porto. Porto. Liverpool Porto, is Porto, playing yeah, Porto Porto. Probably, yeah, they're playing a Portuguese team, yeah. Porto are probably in a better position to qualify for Europa. But anyway, we'll be here with the, hopefully with the review show on the Champions League. Maybe they run, but uh, got some nice big games. It's nice, actually. We like to, you know, we get to discuss a few things that we normally don't get to discuss in these shows. So that's kind of nice. Uh, but we'll be here for that one, hopefully. In the meantime, thank you, Skanea. Thank you, Sudan. Thank you so much for watching this uh, program. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Uh, and let us know your thoughts. I appreciate your support. Uh, have a good day or night, whatever time you're watching this. And we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.